the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to Garden Talk this morning on AM7, uh, oops, <laughs> on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ, AM and FM, and K-Praise, AM and FM. First, our first run without the without the leader here. Without the right If right only it words. was written down in front of you I somewhere. It, it is written down in front of me, but, you know, I'm such a pro, I don't need to do that. Exactly. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken, hopefully, is sleeping in this morning. Hopefully so. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. You guys have a good week? Was the heat good enough for you, or did you enjoy it? Or It was adequate. I like the heat. I do not. I do not. The plants don't like the heat, but I like the heat. Well, the plants don't mind it as long as... They get watered. Uh, yeah. Some of the plants don't like it. Well, correct. Those in pots need a lot more, a lot more water, attention. a lot more care, a lot yes. more attention. Yes, yeah. that is absolutely the case. What? Why are you well, looking at me that way? I was just thinking, way? don't we all just need a little more attention? We all do. Okay. Absolutely. Some Mark. more than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is true thanks. also. Who's going to say it's Good. okay because we've been able to sleep? That in spite of the heat, the hot I, days, I it's been cool overnight. I, you weren't going to let it go? No, because I couldn't sleep a couple nights ago because it was too hot. I mean, I even put a fan on. And then, the, then I thought I was going to get sick because that's a whole thing. I was not comfortable two nights ago. Were you comfortable two nights ago? I was ago? fine, though, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, two nights ago, I had a fan on, and then I woke up freezing in yeah. the middle of the night and had to pull a blanket on me. <laughs> did you just turn off the fan instead? No, that would require getting out of bed. Well, See? I've done that. I, I I did do that. You actually got up and turned yeah, it off? So I did. Then, yeah, I, was, I, just, yeah. I just did that. So I'm able to sleep, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And I'm sorry for your plants, but, you know, it's cooling down. The weather is changing. Suppose, for us. You know, what, what is the forecast for the next week or so? Is it supposed well, to cool off, or if you look on the weather map, yes, it's going to cool off, and okay. it's a slow cooling all week long to normal seasonal temperatures okay. later in the week. But looking at the map, the map looks awful and hot because we're still supposed to be like ninety degrees in many areas of the county. But ninety is a heck of a lot less than ninety-eight, hundred degrees, and then tomorrow it's supposed to be in the eighties, and so. Okay. It's a big difference, and your nights will be cooler, so you can go to bed without the fan, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, well, I just want to sleep. Still, yeah, me too. Me too. Still no rain in the forecast, unfortunately, so we're going to have to keep watering, which I have been doing with my avocado, and the the plants that I put near a hose... Tend to do better? Do better. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you have to move the hose or walk a distance. I think a lot of people have success if they plant it. In the ground near hoses, near sprinklers, or somewhere where they can get to it rather easily. And I know that you yes. are notorious for You going to call me out? Not on the air. I'll, well, maybe. Okay. You know, how many plants do you bring home that don't quite make it because they're a little bit too far from a hose bib? You Is know, it a 50-50? I'd argue it's probably more than that. Oh, I, would, it's, I have croaked more than 50% of the plants that I have taken home, I would, I would guesstimate. I remember looking up with you... Overall sales to my name since we went on the new computer system it was staggering and mine too mine was actually it was eye opening <laughs> many of them no longer exist I should have bought another house with the money I spent <laughs> yes. on plants and plant products yes and yeah. hollering at people to turn off a light switch well if you'd kept that one plant alive they could have left the lights on all month long but 
I digress. (laughs) So the weather's going to be better. Watering can be cut back a little bit, but we still have been seeing on a daily basis. I've been talking to people with watering problems. Yeah. They're they're just not watering enough, no matter what they think. Right. And you can, I mean, it's pretty funny when they bring plants in, in the containers, whenever you kind of put, when you're, you know, pick the plant up and put your hands in the roots. And when did you, when was this watered last? Um, Yesterday. Like, well, there's no moisture. I water it every day. Yeah. Which that's not a good thing either, typically. But, um, but it's funny because it's like, I mean, put your hand, I mean, you can see it. I mean, you can see it. I said, some of these plants are a little bit more, not root bound, but a lot of roots and they dry out and people don't get them wet. I mean, you know, the plants act just like little wicks or big wicks, just sucking the moisture out. Right. And, most of the people, I think, are sincere when they come in and of say course. they're watering all the time, yeah. but you just take the soil and powder it in front of them, right. and, and then finally a, a light goes off that well, it, wasn't, it wasn't working. Right. You know, I, go, I, I don't dispute that you're watering it, but you're not getting the water to where it needs to be. You I'm need not a, calling you a liar, right. ma'am. No, no, it's, but it's, I mean, you can see it. Well, I think part of it, it, whether in a pot, you're right, you know, people do right. tend to not water enough or they think they're watering uh, adequately, but in pots, the smaller the pot in particular, especially oh, yeah. outside on a patio, it, like you said, the plant's a wick. It sucks all that water out, and there's nothing there till a day and a half later when they water again, and, and then it, and and then then it, it declines but rapidly. The soil contracts, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then the water runs right around, the, it, and people are watering it. I said, you know, there's water going on there, I'm sure, but it's not, It's you just need to get it wet again. You need to, you know, trickle it so the, the root ball gets nice and moist when you water it. And sometimes those root balls get so so dry, and they contract, yeah. and it'll run down the edges. And also, well, it just gets dry, so it does not absorb. Correct. And people go out and water, and the top looks dark, but you scratch down an eighth of an inch, and it's dry just just beneath. But it, it's well, I almost water or tell people water by. I mean, not that you want to take the hanging baskets in particular, but like take the plant down. You can feel whether or not it's been wet because it gets heavy, you know. But a lot of times, and you can give it. You can have water full blast on the thing, and water just runs right over it and right around it, and it's still light. What, what do you do? Either of you have a, a go to for dried out pots? Do you do you just water it slowly? That's, do you put some soap in? Do you get some easy wet? What do you I, do I that? would just I just I mean because typically everything I do is in pots, so I just kind of trickle it. You know, I water more slowly. I, yeah. I don't have a lot of pots. I mean, other than big house plants on porches and stuff. You want but, some? No, I know where I could get you some. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I'd rather have things in the ground because I don't have to water them as frequently. Correct. I have a couple of bonsais and a few things that, because bonsais are so small and the water can run off the top if you're not cautious, you have to take your time like you did, Mark. Yeah, just, just water it, you know, or, you know. very slowly to make sure the water gets through it. I have two carnivorous plants in four-inch pots at home that I have had for, I think, almost two months now that are alive. That's because you can pour water around it and let the water sit for but days and days and days and breed mosquitoes. Yeah. There are no other pots that I have at home. I have the, the reverse osmosis water from the nursery, and every morning I slowly pour a little bit of water in so that it doesn't just run right off the edges. But I can't imagine doing that. For everything else. For everything else. Right. There's just no way. Yeah, I hear you. Who, who, uh, how often do you water your pots right now in your backyard? Are you having to water them every well, day? Well, quite frankly, I haven't really been growing anything recently. I mean, are you in your fallow period? Yeah. Yes, I was actually planting. I'm going to plant uh, garlic and. I was going to say this. Onions this could segue for what we might want to talk about today, yeah. as we, you know, as oh, we're we going to talk about something today. Yeah. We well, can just ramble. One of our customers yesterday was chatting with me up. Speaking. In, speaking of rambling. Speaking of rambling, one of our customers yesterday up in Poway was was chatting and asked if we had. When are we going to get back on the air? And I let her oh. know that we were on the air. And she said, oh, good. I, she said, I love, is it a podcast? Can I get it? I explained how she could get it. And she goes, I just love when you guys just ramble. <laughs> and well, I said, well, you're in for oh, a treat. You, <laughs> yeah, we're on this morning. Yeah, um, well, keep going with the garlic. Segway. No, well, I'm just saying, yeah, I was planning on planting garlic and, and onions today. But now that I know that those uh, short, short day onions yeah, are coming in, I'll, I'll wait. Because, I mean, I do have a few that I was going to plant. But I prefer the those, uh, to be honest with you. I've had... I had really good luck with them, and they were very tasty. Do you purchase them when they first come in, or yes. do you wait until we're throwing them away? Cause, well, and get actually, them that's free. a very Which good Which way point. do you do it? Well, yeah, usually when we're dumping them, I'll yeah. plant them. They've been, I've been a little less successful with that. It's probably better to do it right away. Probably. Um, we are expecting the week of November 9th. November 9th. 
we are expecting four different types of super sweet short day onion types. You want to give us the quick uh, short day rundown, or while I'm, or you think about it while I okay, list I'll, off I'll the four varieties. We have Texas Super Sweets coming in, Yellow Granix, White Bermuda, and Southern Bell Red, and these will be the starts. They'll be bundled in I thirty, 30 or, or so like starts because these varieties don't make good onion sets. So you usually, well, I've never seen them as bulbs in the store, which is what everybody's used to doing, uh, getting. So these super sweet starts will be in that week. And the sooner you get them and get them planted, the better they will do. Because they get established during the winter. And then what happens? Well, then as the days start getting long, longer with more sunshine, they start forming the bulbs. But we live in a, in a southern latitude, and so we, we don't have as much daylight or long day. You know, the sun's not out as much down here. We don't pay for the extra hours. It sure seems like it's out a long It does time seem here. like it's out, but hour-wise, if you've been up into, you know, Seattle in, in the summer, it's, you know, sun's still out at 845 at night, and we don't quite get that down here. So uh, short day onions for us, uh, we consider 12 to 13 hours of daylight, and you'll form the bulbs. And longer day onions that you can grow up north, like Walla Wallas and such, they need 14 plus hours to actually form the bulbs. Not to say you can't grow them, not to say you won't get bulbs. You just right. do not get, you know, you don't the, want, yeah. they don't reach full size with a long day onion. Which is why the short day onions work. And they tend to be, short day tend to be a little bit sweeter, but they don't store as well. And I was looking at the storage lengths on these guys and most of them store for one to three months even even yeah, these sh- right, short right. days so um the week of the ninth of november is is when we are expecting those i had great success with those the last two or three years that i've well, I grew them purchased two years them ago. i didn't i didn't grow them last i didn't grow much last year but yeah i had very good success i when i was easy. and they are easy to grow anyway i mean if i can do it I mean, I think <laughs> you can do it anyone can do it basically yeah i mean well, you're doing it in containers, so not Correct. everyone can do it in containers. Oh, I would sub- Oh, I see where you're going with that. I was going to say everybody has space to do it in the containers, but, but you were just taking a shot at me. I was me. just, yeah, I think I might have been, yeah. That's not very nice. <laughs> um, those onions come in literally bare root in the bunches, in boxes, and we hold on to them. They can't get potted. They just stay that way. So the sooner that they come and go, the better yeah, off they're going to be for put everybody. Them in sawdust out front and hope, you know, they move but they, or don't. They, they, they're not happy after a no. few weeks to a month. Correct. They start Correct. to look really bad. They do, so. I've had, had low mortality putting them in, though. If you get them in the ground quickly, yes. uh, they, well, they even, work really even, well. Well, even the ones that kind of started to rot, you thin through them and put them in the ground. They I've had pretty good luck. Yeah, grow. yeah, they do. If you want to get the super sweets right when they come in, give either of the nurseries a call this week, and we'll put you on our list, and we'll call you yeah. on the good list, not the bad list, and we'll call you when they come in so you can get them right away. I was tilling two weeks ago and prepping my soil, and I, I came up with a pretty big onion. It was not It was still intact on the outside, but it was hollow where the flower stem had come out. Right. But it got to three, four inches, and I found some... Some leftover shallots and stuff in there that I can plant again. I found garlic. Uh, I was I just put some bunching onions in. Or we just put some bunching onions in a couple of days ago. In in that process, I found some garlic that was I forgot I put in. Is it is it? It's still, still intact. Functional? It's still intact. It hasn't started to grow yet, but it's intact. You're gonna break it up and replant it? No, these were actually bulbs that I put in that I forgot I put in. Oh, recently. you mean they were yeah. they were. I thought you meant they were leftover no, heads no. that you were going to, oh. No. But I would, yes. I did harvest I, some of I those. I would break them up and put those back in. How long ago did you plant them? Uh, it, they, they were, oh, I don't know, maybe four weeks ago, five weeks ago. It's a little, it was a little early. They were, it was a, a bulb that I had you know, stored and forgot about. That sounds like something I would do. It sounds like something Mark would do. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, like something George, George Allman would do, yeah. USN. Well, I, I am a... What Pretty are much you? A lazy gardener. So sometimes I, I, I don't I don't document things. There are people. There are some people that come in with notebooks when when we're, when I'm speaking with them, and they jot everything down. We have one customer that has come back in and said, and I would. Your swear, words are noteworthy. Well, I think they're to be used against me because I, I I've talked to her about something and she came back in with a notebook and said, well, no, last time <laughs> you said you said twelve minutes, not fourteen minutes, or something. And like, oh, okay. I'll bet I know who you're talking about. <laughs> About who to, who to whom I speak? You are referring. Now, there, we do whom. have another, a, a couple of folks that do write everything down. 
they might especially be, new gardeners. They might be engineers in another life. Uh, new new gardeners, if, you know, if they're if they're just getting their you know their hands dirty, so to speak, in the garden, and they're not quite sure, they like to take notes. Particularly when we're talking about chemicals and fertilizers. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad thing. Not a bad thing. And there are people that document what they plant and when they plant it. Are you kidding what, me? Yeah, not. I'm I'm told there are people like that. I am not that person. I have thought about documenting. I have thought, you know, I should write all this down, and then I real I realize, oh, I'll remember steel trap. I'll, I'll remember. remember. Yeah. And then I'll truth. go yes. redig it up. And you said you're a lazy gardener, which would imply that you wouldn't go dig the same area again. But I'm not going <laughs> to talk about the contradiction in your. There words. we go. Well, there are some once in a while. Oh. What is it? Oh, seventeen. I guess that's the time. You are listening to Garden Talk on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ, AM and FM, and KPraise AM and FM. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you've got to please yourself. Welcome back to Garden Talk on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ AM and FM, and KPraise AM and FM. In the break, Mark reminded me of something very important. I haven't given out the phone number. If you would like to participate this morning, give us so, a call. So we're, we're not rambling. So we're not rambling? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to ramble well, anyway. We typically, or if yeah. you want to ramble with us, exactly. the phone number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 if you would like to call and have questions about garlic. 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 You want to go garlic? No, whatever. We can do whatever. Let's go garlic. We talked about George digging his up because... He's a lazy guy. He's not a smart man. And you are going to plant some, or are you going to hold off? No, I'm. I, well, no, I'm going to plant, because we have all the garlic in. And I, to be honest with you, that's what I was going to. Not, I mean, I, it's easy to grow, that's for sure. But I really don't know all the differences. I mean, they all taste the same to me. I mean, it's all they, garlic. You put a little bit in this, I a little bit in that. But, I mean, we have seven different types, maybe, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe even a couple more. And yeah. and they are uh, getting low. Right. No, and we're I don't. We don't expect any more. Other than Kathleen told me that we're getting in some. In, I, I've pronounced it wrong. I say enchilium red, but I think it's pronounced some other way. We're getting in more of that. But the others, we still have a decent amount. But when they're gone, they're gone until we'll be Next getting year. a few more varieties in January, but not as many as we have right now. And you could be well on your way to full heads of garlic by January when the next crop comes in. Um, did you you had some leftovers that you planted or you Yes, yeah. Last last year I put in four or five different varieties. Do you know the difference? Do you care that the is it garlic garlic or do well, you I, look I, for I, I don't have a discerning enough palate as I often say when it comes to describing fla- to describing flavors, but I I yeah, I, 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 I think the like the red roja it tends to be my favorite, but I'm not sure if it's just Isn't that redundant? Yeah, I know, but that's what it's called. Red Roja? Yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. that's what it's called. All right. Not yeah. Spanish Roja? I don't, was it called? No. Roja Red? I have to go look at the sign again. All right. Wrote, I didn't make the signs this year, so I'll okay. go back and look. Well, I, I don't have a clue. Yeah. But I know the Enchilium, which we sold a lot of. One of my customers wanted the biggest ones, and I think that formed the biggest of the, the heads that we get, and that probably is why it sells faster than the others, because my customer was saying, I don't want to spend my whole day peeling 
cloves of garlic. So the bigger they are, you don't have to. And he didn't want to go to elephant garlic, which we have as well. Do you guys have any opinions on peeling garlic? I usually crush it a little bit. And then well, you've got to take the skin off. For, oh, you crush it and then? I just crush it gently with a, the side of a knife and then peel it. It comes right off. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not smart enough to do that. I kind of dig through my thumbnails. Oh, no, no, no. That and, takes yeah, way too, too long. Oh, I, I, but that's I'll, the problem. I'll lay like five or six out and then just pat them with a knife real quick and then peel them Oh, yeah. Very everybody quickly. does that but me. Of well, not thought, every, well, there's a smart guy here, and then there's a couple others that may not be quite as smart. Because well, I just, and then you see that when you go on YouTube or whatever, people with the garlic, you watch your, and they just pop it open. I'm like, oh, it pops right open. I, it's easy. I know. Well, yeah. I don't know because I don't do that. But for your garlic tips, tune in to AM 1170 <laughs> KCBQ. Now, the, <clears throat> when, for me, though, with recipes, if it says like a clove of garlic, being an Italian kid from New York, uh, that means basically the whole entire bulb well so isn't the whole entire bulb a head of garlic and when i was calling those cloves was i misspeaking because is a clove just a piece i believe a clove is the piece yeah, that you break so it is a head of right. garlic yeah correct bulb, I didn't, bulb. a bulb yeah. well the clove okay a clove, clove is not a bulb right. i mean it is but it's not correct we i've always call i've that. always called the whole thing a now that may not be accurate. We might have to look that up. But that's well, what let's I've always... let's tune over to the smart guy. Let's go over and ask Mark. No, I don't know. I mean, I, the clove is a piece. I mean, there's big head, and then you, all right. Yeah. yeah, the clove is the individual piece. Correct. Right. I only misspoke for fifty years. Oh, give or take a few, maybe fifty-six. But no. now I have some of the lingo down. Yeah. Clove, head, bulb. Soft neck, hard neck. Yeah. You have a preference. The soft neck grows. Better in mild regions, so it's better for us. Hard, hard neck is better with some kind of pronounced chill. winter chill, yeah. Or up in the mountains here. Or the mountains, perhaps. Locally. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I, I think, do we have any other clove words? Because I'm ready to go to, and I got. I have to say this correctly. Okay. There's a lot of pressure here. Badatos? Badatos? What do they call them? You say potatoes, I say potatoes. No, no, no. It was badata. Badato? I forgot how we how we how yeah, we said it. it. Yeah, yeah I don't we know have that not I can wrap yet my around that one. received our seed potatoes. We do have potato seed. True. Yeah, they're called TPS. If you True want potato seeds. TPS. We yeah. actually it's, did have them in Point Loma too. Right. Did you sell out of them? I don't know. I mean, we, yeah, I have a lot. So if you okay. want, I'll send you some. I got extras just well, it, in case. Yeah, we didn't even because I wasn't expecting. We didn't to put get, them out. So we <laughs> until you know the guy or uh, what's his name Dave, Dave came in and put them out, and I didn't. Nobody even knew they were there. I'm like, I think we have actual seed. Potato, potato seed. Yeah, potato seed. And James like, no, no, we don't. I'm like, he goes, I've never seen that. And I'm like, well, it's, we do have it. He's like, oh, I didn't even know. They, so. they, they went fast when we first got Well, when, when we, we first, got, first well, got them in, we weren't expecting seed potatoes. So right. potato seed was the way to go until January. However. Comma. I have it on good authority. We're comma. getting potatoes in good. That we're going to be getting seed potatoes in. I'm expecting, we are expecting... 15 varieties that are due from Montana in the next two weeks. Not Idaho? No, no. Okay. I, I hear right that... on the border, though? That the I know most... That the best seed potatoes come, come from, from Montana. Okay. The best... Potatoes. Potatoes. Uh, I'm sorry, potatoes. That just doesn't sound right. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Can we say it the way we normally would yeah, say it? Please. I don't know. I don't want to... To, to offend the person who is running the show, we might just go off the air. We might be talking and not knowing. <laughs> yeah, nobody will know. Um, does anybody have an idea of where I was going before I, before you distracted me? Potatoes. The seed potatoes are due in a dozen vari- uh, fifteen varieties. Um, not next week, but the following week, we should have them in from Montana. Um, and Kathleen's pretty excited about some of the varieties she was looking for that they do have. Uh, there was some concern earlier in the week that it was going to be too cold up there to ship, but I believe that is not an issue and we should be able to get them out and get them down here, well, very which good. is very we always. I mean, we sell a lot of potatoes and the more varieties, the better, I guess. I don't know. About now, you, you and I did a, a crop this past season that worked really well. I was going to go back one one more time before that. And then we'll get to the go success. Ahead. No, let's go with the success first. Well, let's we, leave well, with we both, success. We, we, we both purchased some and split because we didn't want all of one variety and I think mine did very well. Ours did well. Yours did well. Mine did well. I planted four seed potatoes, and I planted four seed potatoes in probably four square feet. 
two by two. Dug it out, added a lot of organic matter, compost, mulch, mixed it in, planted them, and then as they grew, I kept filling up the hole. Right. And just a two, three months later, I harvested, I didn't weigh it, but dozens and dozens of potatoes, blue ones and red ones. I was very excited. You, we did blue, reds, and, and yellows, I believe. It worked quite well. I only I, got blue and red. We did not you split probably, the yellows? You probably I, hoarded the I yellows. I probably took the yellows because I liked them better. I know a lot of people, because our soil don't necessarily have a lot of success growing potatoes, or at least I've been told that. I don't know. You have to. You just have to amend but heavily, like David described. As long as you and, amend, loose and raised. Yeah, right. it works. What well. are the, do you remember Mrs. Carden's backyard? I do. Do you remember the hillside with the potatoes that she planted? I don't remember oh. the potatoes, but I remember it being so cold in her backyard. She can grow the high chill clean potato. Uh, clean potatoes. Peach, clean peaches. peaches that's there. correct. That was always a big deal. Yes. But uh, yeah, her hillside. She planted them. You know, I don't know how many years ago, and uh, she had potatoes all the time. It was. Pretty wild because I'm like, really? I mean, she they covered her hillside potatoes. I have that with sweet potatoes. I, I put them once in a big wine barrel, and I had been harvesting sweet potatoes several times a year for four or five years. It just yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah. Do you still have some? I think so. You gonna bring in some sweet potato seeds? Or seed potatoes? Well, not seeds, but the yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind killing one. I'll, I'll see what I can do but for you. About I want to say ten years ago. I put some seed potatoes in a container, and then I started filling it up. And I had them kind of between and under some trees, and they didn't do well. And it was a huge failure. And so I quit. I mean, I just gave up and quit until we did this this, this past spring. And I, I left them sitting at home for weeks after we divided them. And then I finally planted them. It was so easy. Yeah. I do as them, long as the soil drains. I do them in, I do them in pots or containers. but And I... Do you do them in smart pots or regular pots? Well, I was. <clears throat> this was regular pots, just black plastic pots, and yeah, they grew. They were, I loved it. Well, because I would just go out in my driveway and flip them over when it was time to yeah. pull the pot off and break them off. It was. I actually enjoyed it. It was fun, and I'm not, you know, and I like potatoes. You know, I think I'm getting a tear in my eye from you doing this yeah. actual gardening. I. Yeah. Who who are you, and what have you done with Mark Mahady? Uh, Again, it that took a while, months, but I'm proud yeah, of you. But it was, was and you're going to do it again this year. Yeah, and I had the you know the purple and the little uh, fingerlings, and I put a bunch of them in the same pot, and which was kind of weird. The but. purples we planted got to full size. The red yeah. ones were smaller potatoes, but right. I got many more. And I didn't. Yes. I didn't even feed we them. Didn't, I didn't we, do anything. Yeah, we didn't weigh them yeah. either, but we got a lot of potatoes in that little small section. Two by two. Yeah. Everybody has uh, a two our, by ours two was space. Probably like. One and a half by maybe five. I mean, oh, you put so them in a row? In a longer row, yeah. But it was a spot that was heavily amended, put a lot of organic material in it. And and I, and, and Dr. Earth rose and uh, rose food, rose and flower food. See, that's the thing is I didn't even feed them. I mean, they, I mean, they got, some of them got good size, but, you know. Rose food. Feeding them probably would have helped. You fed them rose food? They can't read, and so. I we, don't think you should be feeding potatoes uh, rose it food. It worked quite well. I don't know. Maybe that's why you didn't weigh them. I was afraid. Yes. The under, undersized, if underperformers. If you would like to not hear us ramble anymore and would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. That is 888-344-1170. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will find out whether or not potatoes can read. You... Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it 
all right now. Sing it, oh, George. You want me to sing? No, I want people to stay on the air. Or listening to us, rather. Ricky did it for a reason. <laughs> I didn't tour with Ricky Nelson, not just because I wasn't around, but because You know, one of the funniest things Ivan ever said to me when I was, I don't know what I was singing, but he, he looked at me. It was the first time I'd heard this. He said, I didn't know you couldn't sing. And it is, what a great line. <laughs> Welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, AM and FM, and K-Praise AM and FM. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken, hopefully, is sleeping in and will be back with us next week. Next week. We were talking about potatoes, right? Going into the break and, and whether or not they could read. Because, why well, were we talking well, you know, about that? We, we have often said, and you in particular, David, have said, the best fertilizer is the one you're going to use, right? So, yeah, typically, I, I mean, with some that. exceptions. Um, <clears throat> I happen to have a big bag of Dr. Earth Rosen flower food. Very close formulation to their vegetable food. Potatoes weren't able to read, so when we planted, we put we used the rose and flower food. It's organic, so you you inoculate the soil with the the good bacteria and fungi, and you get some good bone meal or or the the middle number, which is phosphorus, which we want for root crops. It worked quite well. You know, you say they don't read, but you just cost us a whole bunch of fertilizer sales. You know that, right? No, no, because they can buy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but you know what? No, you, it's We'll, we'll just sell change. something else. It's yeah. all, it's well, all it's, good. Any Dr. Earth product. Or, but, you know, it, it goes back to in our rose classes, the, the years that I've been attending the rose classes up at the nursery that you teach, um, you, you have... You would think you would have learned after once or twice not to come back. No, yeah. that you would have known... Not ah, to come back. Well, yes. yeah, I come back every time for the entertainment value and... Aw, thank you, George. Yeah, and to take notes of how not to teach when I do a class. And um, <laughs> Again, it's a very good learning it's curve. A good, yeah, yes. you can learn from everybody, right? Exactly. Is that why you do such a good job presenting? I, 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 yeah, I look at you and say, that I don't do it that way. No, no yeah. you, you give great classes that, there. Thanks, so, that, but, thanks, George. But what I was going to say was you, you have used the um, Grow Power Vegetable... And tomato, vegetable, herb uh, fertilizer, you have suggested using that. Yeah, but I've, I've switched back. Why? I switched back to the regular Grow Power or Grow Power Plus higher because... Humic, higher humic acid exactly. content. Yeah. Because I believe firmly that the whole reason that Grow Power is better than anything else is because of the humic acid. Right. And so the more the better. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to waffling it. by it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we first, well, 30-some years ago, when I first started at Walter Anderson Nursery, we had the whole Bandini wall. Oh, yeah. And there was a different Bandini bag, different color yes. for every different fertilizer out there. And people would get citrus food for their citrus, and then I think probably fruit tree food for their fruit trees, and then rose food and chameleon food. Well, it's funny because I do remember, not to interrupt you, but uh, we actually, one of the, Super Blade, I think, and the citrus food were exactly the same thing. Same formulation. Or some, yeah, it was weird. Um, and people get into the habit that this is what this needs, this is what this needs. Correct. And the reality is it's the fertilizer you deploy. Exactly. As I long agree. as it's not a systemic fertilizer like the rose food with systemic insecticides, and, and you wouldn't do I that. Mean, but, yeah, but there's like some, an there acid are, food or Yeah, I was going to say there's, there's some advantages some things, to using yeah. something specifically tailored. Like, and, and yeah. for example, things that have a higher nitrogen need, like avocados and citrus, you might want to go with something with a higher nitrogen level, Correct. like the avocado and citrus food, rather but, than something a little But lighter. like you say, most people don't feed things anyway. So but if, if you, you want one bag any, yeah. if you want one bag in the garage that does everything, the grow power certainly is That's is my the, theory. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's Completely a fair theory. And that's why I love the grow power all natural. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not all natural soil conditioner. The any, grow power any soil longer, conditioner. It used to be organic. Yes. Right? But the state of California won after 12 months of us not being able to sell it. That is a um, great product. I, I've used it for years. In fact, I need to. maybe today I'm going to purchase some. Good time. It is more effective in the soil when the soil is warm and the right. soil is still warm. So it's a great time to get out and put out Grow Power soil conditioner, any of them. But the soil conditioner, I had trouble with this last time, is 50% humus, 25% no. 75% humus, 20% humic acid, and 5% Norwegian kelp, Norwegian kelp, kelp, kelp oh, yeah. for That's enzymes right. and minerals. So it's a great thing to put out when you're prepping a soil and for anything or everything. And right. it's not something you have to put down every time, but once or twice a year or any time you're transplanting. Yeah. Is my, Many of the classes theory. I attended for the fruit trees when I first got back to San Diego after living in another state 
my last tour in the Navy was was about using that product. And I think it was Richard Wright and others, you know, put this out twice a year on all your fruit trees. Put this out twice a year on your shrubs. And it makes a huge difference. It, it is amazing yeah. what a difference it makes. What a difference. Okay. <laughs> no. Ivan was right. I, Ivan was right. I didn't know you couldn't sing. <laughs> I, uh, I so, thought that so, was strange to, that you would be walking around singing in to, the first To borrow place. a That's phrase. A I'm a happy guy sometimes. Yeah. Not often. Not but often. But sometimes. Sometimes. I only hate part-time. Or dislike greatly, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> David, we do not hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you want to give us a call, <laughs> the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Okay, what are we going to say? No, I was going to say, have you noticed snails and slugs now, that it's been a little bit cooler at no. night? No. We're starting to see more snails. They're starting to get out. In fact, I, I, how did you get there? Looking at me, calling me a slug or a snail? How did you slug, get to the slug part? Is that, that your segue? Part, yeah, that was my segue. Thank you. I see more snails and slugs. And... I put out broccoli a week ago, and the next day I went out, and all the tops, most of the tops were missing. So I said, oh, dang. And I saw some snails and slugs, so we set out a trail camera, and it's the little kangaroo rats were all over the broccoli. I was going to okay. go bunnies. It's all fenced in, so it had to be a, a, some kind of, you know, something that can climb. And anyway, so trail camera, once again, successful in Finding out, out what, 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 it was, what I have yeah. to treat. You know, I still have not had anything come up on my trail camera. Not a single thing. Well, that's kind of strange out there. You well, think we, something would show uh, up. For a fun fun experiment, we put some leftover chicken out two nights ago, I think, and put the trail camera up and watched the coyotes come. <laughs> and I'll show you some videos later. It was pretty fascinating. They, they were very afraid and skeptical because it wasn't like a dead animal. They're like, this is seasoned. <laughs> this is different. They, they didn't even know what the seasons were. They, they, yeah, and they, they were... You know, it was it was fifty, sixty videos, ten second videos of them coming and, and circling and sniffing and, and jumping back and sniffing and, and anyway, the the point of that is we've talked about this in the past. Having that trail camera has been very, very useful in identifying what took what. Uh, I've had mulberry trees that had branches broken, mulberries missing, and well, it was it was a trail the camera. Biggest surprise to me is still the coyotes jumping up and eating loquats. Yes, that was in my backyard. That's actually a, a, a video on our face, the, the nursery Facebook page if you want to see coyotes eating loquats because it's very surprising. I would have never guessed that. However, in spending more time hiking, I am seeing lots more scat on the trails with, at the time, loquat, loquat right, seeds right. and lots of palm tree seeds. Mm. Like king palm and queen palm seeds are frequently part of the diet. diet. And... Uh, that's been very surprising to me. Now, the reason I have not seen anything on my trail cam, I was giving you guys, I was teeing myself up. Why have I not seen anything on the trail well, cam? Much, much like fertilizers and insecticides, in order for them to be, set it, up it has to be employed in some yes, manner. Yes, because when it is turned off, sitting on the counter in the laundry room, there's not much that it's going to catch. Well, yeah. you Only because it's, it's turned off. Yes. Right? That's why so, I qualify. Yeah, I got you. So coyotes are, they eat, there's about 15 or 16 um fruit and seed trees that they prefer. And I, I listed that on our Facebook page when I did that post, if you're interested. But all that to say, they, they like persimmons too. And we have a young persimmon tree. It had a handful of persimmons left. And you know where I'm going with this. Sure. I, we went out and they were gone. The branches were broken and it was coyotes. They, they took of the remaining persimmons. I remember coming back from vacation one year and all my apricots were gone. And I was sure the neighbors came over while I was out of town and swiped them. But a real investigation turned out. It was squirrels. Yeah. They just came in and wiped out the whole the whole thing. Yeah, I, I did that with peaches once. It's, I was like, I was, they're almost perfect. They're almost perfect. And I picked one. And I was like, oh, I, we can go another week maybe. A, Went a, down there a week later and they were all gone. A, a friend of mine called or texted me from Cabo earlier this week and said, oh, man. I forgot. Could you? I'm out of town. Could you water some trees for me while I'm gone? So a couple of days this week, I stopped over at his house and watered his his persimmon tree, which is just loaded with persimmons, and they are enormous, and they're happy, and they're ripening. And there was one on the driveway that an animal had, like probably a squirrel, because it was halfway down the driveway, and there was other was partially eaten. And he's going to be missing a couple more now. Because they were ripe the enough to eat. I played coyote, and I had a couple. I figured it was a proper fee for watering. Oh, absolutely. And his satsuma mandarins, which are still 
fairly green, just beginning to get a little bit of yellow where they're starting to get sun, where the sun is starting to turn them yellow. I had one of those, and it was a little bit tart, tart. but it was not near as sour as it looked from looking at the the skin. So that is that's coming in. And do you either of you have persimmons now? No. Well, we did. <laughs> they're, and they're gone? The coyotes this, took them. This season? This season's Coyotes took them. They were starting to ripen up. They were coloring. and I guess I, I should listen to the radio show. Yeah, what you, you can get it on podcast if okay. you weren't paying attention. I, the, we went out, and, and they were gone. They were, And the branches were broken. Set up the trail camera again. The coyotes came right back going, hey, this is where we got them last. Oh, we, somebody else got them all. And they were none there. Well, they, apparently there's no coyotes in Ken's front yard, not Anderson, but... Right. Um, his persimmons are gorgeous and quite tasty. Ours and mine were are, mine aren't past ripe yet. tense. Mine aren't ripe yet. I'm not a big persimmon guy. I love. I, mean, I love there. a good you. I I never was, or I wasn't for many many years. But things have changed just a tiny bit. And if you want to know what has changed, you'll have to stay tuned. We're going to have to take one last break. If you want to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Got to the garden party They all knew my name No one recognized me I didn't look the same But it's all right now And we are back. I will not sing us back in from the break. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is resting up this morning. No, nothing wrong, just not here. Uh, if you want to give us a call... 888-344-1170. We were talking about persimmons when we went into the break. We were going to talk about persimmons when we came out of the break. You we teased it. You have to at least say something. Just remember okay, that. I grew up with hachia persimmons, the ones that have to be super slimy when you when you use them. They're astringent. They're they astringent, and they if you bite into them right. when they're crunchy. How, how are they? They're great for... Uh, that's what I thought. They're great for, uh, for baking. My mom used to make persimmon cookies. Uh, and Mrs. Went gave us the recipe for persimmon cookies. Um, and they were delish. I thought they were really good. But recently, just the last few years, I graduated to Fuyu persimmons, the ones that eat are right flatter, you eat right off the tree like an apple. Um, and they're delicious. They're I not they're non-astringent. Really and they're, they're non-astringent. Right. There's a few others. And they're a heat-tolerant, drought-tolerant tree. They do very well here. They're quite productive. The Fuyu persimmon is a smaller-growing tree, and they're nutrient-dense, right? They're good for you? They're good for you, and coyotes like them. And coyotes like them. <laughs> they took all of yours. If you'd listen to the... Well, you can listen on the podcast. You can listen. Um, do you dry them? Do you have, I have dried them in the past. Uh, the last couple of years, I, whenever I get them, I haven't. The, yeah, I'm not a big person. Well, I, I've, I've, but the, problem gonna, is, the problem is when I dry them, they're like super sweet, and I'll... I'll make this plan. Okay, I'm going to dry these, so I'll have them through the winter or something, and then I eat them all as soon as I take them out of the dryer. I just sit there and eat them like well, candy. Funny. The ones I stole from Ken, uh, his mom used to dry them. I don't think he does. I don't know if he eats. I don't know what he well, does. Do you, with them. you remember our good friend Dan Meyer, worked I, for Central for I years do. and years. Yeah, he every well this time of Thanksgiving, Christmas, he would always bring down cookies, and every once in a while he'd bring down a bo- like a box of persimmons too. Like I said, and I'm. Not a big bet. Well, first of all, I'm from upstate New York, and we are leery of if I'm not eating meat and potatoes. I don't, you know, I'm. A, I don't even know what persimmons were until I was forty. But at any rate, so um, but <laughs> so just a couple years ago. Okay. At any rate, but yeah, but he brought it in. I ate one. It was. I mean, it was really tasty. I was, and again, I'm not. I'm not daring, but it was. It was excellent. 
You're not bold. You're not fresh. No. All right. Well, for bold and fresh, we're going to go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Alan down in Chula Vista. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, guys. It's interesting listening to you guys ramble on. (laughs) But uh, it brings up questions also. I was listening to your rant about sweet potatoes, um, and I I think I missed – they're not seeds. Are they started from uh, from like eyes of uh, potatoes, like a regular potato is? Correct. Yeah, I just took a, an organic sweet potato, cut it up into a couple sections, let it dry, and then stuck it in the ground. And I've had them ever since. They're probably the 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 source when I first put them in is probably five or six years old, and I and I've constantly had sweet potatoes in there because I never harvest them, you know, to empty out the pot. There's always something in there that keeps. Um, growing a vine and, and producing more. You're not good for the nursery business. No. Well, we don't sell sweet potato. No, that's true. So there we go. Okay. So you have to buy soil fertilizer from us. Okay. To be, and then to, the sweet potatoes, that's right. the organic ones that have not been treated with Correct. growth inhibitors. I would assume, yes, Okay. Sir. Okay. So um, can you plant them just in the ground? Like uh, I, I ended up with potatoes in our compost pile because my wife had trimmed the eyes out and so forth. So I didn't realize they were there, and then all of a sudden these beautiful plants started growing up. Um, can you do it that way, or do they have to be in pots? Oh, no, I, I would assume as long as, this, like we, like David and I were speaking earlier about growing potatoes in the ground, it just has to be rich organic material, very loose, and I think you would have the same success. Okay. Um, how, how do you harvest them without actually cutting into the potato or the, or the sweet potato? Uh, I tried doing it with a digging fork, but eventually you know, you're going to hit one, and you know it'll punch through. I, I think that that's exactly right. I mean, I, if you're going to do it larger scale, you're going to hit one unless you want to do it, you know, hand by hand going in, pulling it out. I was going to say very carefully. Right. You want to do it, it very carefully. Yeah. But if exactly. you have, are harvesting and you pierce one, that's okay. You can use that for your seed next potato for the next, next season. season. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good idea. I, I did have another question. Um, I called in uh, a while back here and I was uh, mentioned that I, I had. Um, I have some agapantha uh, planters and, uh, you know, areas with agapantha bulbs in them, and they just multiply and multiply. But also what I'm getting in is uh, Bermuda grass going into the planter, and it's just so difficult to get them out. I've tried to dig them by hand, you know, and everything. It's just not uh, working. But uh, Ken mentioned uh, using a, a product called Grass Be Gone. Correct. And he said they won't, it won't affect plants or anything else. Is that true, or is it um it should only kill grasses. I mean, it doesn't know the difference between a good grass or a bad grass, but it should just kill grasses. It shouldn't affect the agapanthus, I don't think. There's an extensive list on that label of what you can and cannot use it on. There's a few things that you should not, but I, I you'd have to take a look at the label to make sure agapanthus is, is not on it, and I don't believe it is. Okay. I'll have to come in and take a look. I, I haven't done that since he, he told us told about it on the show, so I'll uh, give it a try and see what it looks like. All righty, Alan. Thanks right. very much for the phone call. Thanks for the show. Our pleasure. We right. like to ramble on. And to prevent a little bit of rambling, let's go to Peter in El Cajon. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I was enjoying your rambling as well. <laughs> well, thank you. You were, you were talking about how you fertilized avocados. And uh, I grew up with a small orchard of some 23 avocado trees that we harvested every year for Colavo. And uh, we never fertilized. We had them all in basins. There was a a hose bib in each of the basins. Uh, We would flood the the basin. The only fertilizer we did was the leaf drop from the avocado, and it just stayed there year after year after year. And the bottom was full of, you know, it was, you wouldn't find a leaf. It was all some sort of a mulch of some sort. And then the top was always sort of fresh leaves, but they they just consumed. But year after year, uh, just the avocado leaf drop in the basins was all the fertilizer they needed, and we had huge crops. Well, the, the, the natural mulch as it breaks down does feed them, and um, I still feed mine a little extra usually when it's raining but at other times of the year as well the uh I mean, grow power the, the leaf drop in each of those basins was probably anywhere from 8 to 10 to 12 inches deep and as i said the the bottom there was not a leaf it was just what, what did you say 
Well, that's a that's a good a good buildup that'll reduce the need for water, and as it breaks down, it certainly is great for the plants. I, yeah, I remember growing would. up as a kid, we would go down to Wilbur Ellis in Chula Vista to buy sacks of avocado fertilizer for my folks' trees, and uh, I've graduated to the to the grow powers and the soil conditioner. But you know, to his point, we're we're advocates yeah. of letting all that leaf litter accumulate as a mulch both for the organic material and to help reduce water needs, increase microbial activity, and all those good things that it does. For all of your trees, all the, for uh, exactly. all of your plants. One of the worst things we do is rake and blow all of the organic matter out from under trees. It's right. terrible oh, yeah. for them and and yeah. creates a much greater use of food, of water. The, and it reduces waste that you have to put to the landfill. It's great for the planet. There we go. And that's what we're all about, greening up the planet. No, I'm, well, I'm surprised hard. you didn't have to feed it all, Peter, but that's great, great information. Um, that is... Yeah, I said 20 years of leaf drop. Never never removed a leaf other than we, the kids, as kids, we used to play in it every once in a while. But, you know, it was just, uh, just a natural leaf mulch. And uh, it never seemed to get any deeper, but it was always about... 10 to 12, 14 inches deep. And we only watered monthly, uh, filled the basins, and then uh, uh, turned it off, and that would do for a month during the hot seasons. Wow. That's that's awesome. And you're in El Cajon, huh? Thick layer mulch. Wonderful thing. Well, yeah. Thanks very much for the call, Peter. Um, and yeah. thanks for the tips. Yeah, welcome back. Missed you guys for a while. Thanks thanks very much. You know, Tom Spellman from Dave Wilson yeah. tells me he's got a foot or two of mulch around most of his orchard, and he doesn't water very often. We've been trying to get to that. We're not, we're not there yet, but that's our goal. Oh, I think... Am I hearing a little bit of music in the yes. background? I think that means we are just about done with Garden Talk for this week. Um, I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Rambling, sometimes called Garden Talk. Thanks for being out there today. Ask an expert at WalterAnderson.com or visit WalterAnderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.